Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melonade. I hope everybody had a great week and a great weekend. I'm actually recording this on a little later on Sunday. I usually try to record on Saturdays, but um, I had a little bit of a busy day, a little thrown off. Um, but, you know, I was like, let me just make sure I get this up on Sunday, period. So that's what we're doing. Um, man, I... <laughs> I just been kind of like a bum this weekend. It's a three day weekend. Shout out to Dr. King. <laughs> we uh, get tomorrow off for King Day birthday. And um, I've just been kind of being like a lazy little bum uh, yesterday and today just kind of relaxing and resting. Um, and I am not uh, sorry for it. So <laughs> um, and it's been raining. You know, the rain came back uh, for the weekend uh, the West Coast has been dealing with, you know, just abnormally high winds and storms. And, you know, I know LA isn't getting like the absolute worst of it, but it's enough to kind of like send everybody into a tizzy. Like, we're not used to this much rain <laughs> over here. So, in any case, um, you know, I do enjoy the rain when I'm able to just be home. So I was just soaking it all up the last couple of days. Um, but last night, um, Blue and I did go out to a restaurant that I've been wanting to try called Den Tai Fung. It's a Taiwanese restaurant, in case you're not familiar. And they have quite a few locations um, in L.A., and it's one like restaurant that I've had pinned for a while and I've wanted to try. Now, it's a pretty popular spot and I've been told that the wait times are ridiculous, like three hours sometimes, like, you know, depending on where uh, the location is. Some of them are like in the mall, so they advise you just to go, put your name down, they'll text you when your table's ready and you can just like go you know, go to shop, go do whatever. So, um, that kind of deterred me for a long time. Cause I was like, I don't want to like be waiting for multiple hours for this food. Like, I don't care how good it is. And I've had my eye on this restaurant since like 2020. So, um, obviously things were a little rocky in 2020. Not everything was open. Things were just like doing takeout for a long time. And then, you know, when 2021 rolled around, I kind of looked into going and just like dealing with the wait time, um, but hoping they would do reservations, but I didn't see any at the time, but now they take reservations, even though they're still they get full pretty quickly um but now they offer the reservations which is great so uh we made a reservation for the only one that we could really do it was nine o'clock uh on saturday last night and we went to the one in the delamo mall so uh we went over there and they're really efficient like they text you like five minutes before your time you know as a reminder and then they give you a 15 minute grace period which is perfect because we were running like ever so slightly late <laughs> last night 
Um, and then we walked right up. They had our table ready because I was worried that, you know, they say reservation, but sometimes you do that and you go to the restaurant and you're still waiting anyway. It kind of like the reservation doesn't really mean anything. Like it may just cut your wait time in half, <laughs> but, uh, we, we went, um, he gave his name and we were like seated in five minutes, if not less. So, which is perfect for us. So he, um, he being blue, he doesn't really go out to eat a whole lot. Um, and like go to restaurants and things like that. Like he very much just like maybe like grab something quick or, um, you know, he'll eat at home. Uh, I like to go out and try new restaurants a lot. And, um, though I hadn't been to this restaurant before, I've been to a lot of like Taiwanese and just Asian kind of places in general. So I kind of had an idea already about what I wanted. Plus, like I kind of done my research on like TikTok and stuff to see what dishes looked the best. So I already knew what I wanted and he put his full trust in me and just let me go to town, which I love. <laughs> and um, yeah, I really just have like a strong affinity for Asian food. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I mentioned this before. Um, it started from preschool so from like three years old my preschool was at a church and I, I don't know if I mentioned like my grandma was my one of my preschool teachers but the the church um, was a half English half Korean ministry so there were you know other teachers who were there who were Korean and other students there who were Korean and um, like for lunch and like special events and things like that when people would come together and there like we would eat a lot of Korean food so I learned how to use like chopsticks really early on and I think it just stuck with me because that's like my favorite type of cuisine period so at this restaurant like they have a lot of um, dumplings and wontons and like rice noodles vegetables typical stuff right so I really liked it I think I had like a long list of stuff that I'd seen online that I wanted to try, but obviously, you know, it was just the two of us and we're not going to go too crazy. So I ordered just the things that stuck out the most to me. Um, and I know blue, like there's these things called soup dumplings and they're just like little, uh, little, you know, they, they're like little dumplings, like the dough, and they're filled with like the filling of a typical dumpling, like the meat and vegetables. But then they also put like the broth, the soup inside of it as well. So there's like a special way you have to eat the soup dumpling. And the waiter was kind of like explaining it to us, but I had to like kind of show Blue how to do it because you need like your spoon, you need your chopsticks, you have to pick it up, put it in your spoon, you pop a hole in the dumpling and you let the soup kind of fill up the spoon, then you drink the soup and then you eat the dumpling. So you don't want to just put the whole thing in your mouth because it'll kind of, it's like a water balloon and it'll kind of explode in your mouth and it's literally hot soup. So you got to be careful. So blue I thought they were really good um it wasn't like my favorite thing that we tried and I know blue was saying how he liked the concept of the soup dumpling but he may want like another flavor next time and I originally ordered um there was like a pork and a crab version but it was kind of late in the evening and I guess they didn't really have any more so we couldn't get that and um so we just got the other kind but we got this really yummy shrimp fried rice and these amazing garlic stream beans 
and this cucumber salad. Um, I kind of liked it. I could probably skip on that next time, but the green beans and the shrimp fried rice were delicious. And then we got these spicy uh, pork wontons that were really, really good. And then we got these sesame noodles. And bless him, Blue did not like them at all. Um, but he's he's not the type to waste food. So whether he likes it or not, like he's just going to eat it up. So I'm like, you're better than me because if I don't like something, I am sending it back or I'm giving it to someone else. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to suffer through it. But he was like, I mean, eating those noodles by this, by the, you know, the forkful because it's kind of fam, well, not kind of, it is a family style restaurant. So everything is meant to be shared. So we had like multiple plates on the table that we're like pulling and eating from and he made sure like everything got eaten up. Uh, I did take a, a few things home, um, which are really good. It's like a late night snack. <laughs> and um, but I would definitely go back again and like try some of the things that I didn't get to. And then, you know, I pair those with the things I know that I definitely, definitely like. And I'm happy to know that it's pretty simple to get in if you get maybe like a later reservation um which I'm totally fine with and everybody was super nice it was a good um good vibe the waiter was really helpful they get kind of excited when you tell them it's your first time <laughs> and um everything came out super quickly and everything tasted fresh they have like a window um before you go in where you can see the kitchen you can see them like hand rolling the dumplings and making everything fresh so it's really authentic and really good so I definitely would recommend it I definitely want to go back soon um and Becca wrote my mother into going with me that's always fun <laughs> so we'll see overall um, I'm happy um with that experience so the golden globes were this week and I'll be honest I didn't realize they were on this week at all that they were even soon it kind of like snuck up on me I honestly do not pay attention to award season at all unless it's Leonardo DiCaprio like let's be real <laughs> but um that night my a friend of mine messaged me on um Instagram and he was like oh uh your boy's killing him at the Golden Globes and for a second I thought he meant Leo but uh, you know I know he doesn't really unfortunately have any projects that are up for award season this year so I was like Confused. I was like Leo and he was like no Gerard Carmichael who I do love now I had like a mini obsession with him when he was like kind of climbing in popularity and I went to his comedy show once and you know I <laughs> I, I take this and cherish this because at his comedy show he and I had like a little banter while he was on stage so I always like cherish that and I remember I tweeted him a couple of times on Twitter and he like wrote back to me so it was like this whole big thing like a few years ago right so I think he's really really funny really talented fully support him when he came out he's you know let everybody know that he was gay I love that for him uh, I think he's just a really great guy and he seems really humble and just he's super cute you know so I didn't know he was hosting so he said that I guess <laughs> he was telling me before I saw any clips he was like yeah he's you know telling all these jokes he's like putting everybody on blast and he's you know it's like really like he's being really cheeky and I'm like oh my god so I didn't watch the whole thing I just kind of like watched the highlight reel so I know he was really 
you know, kind of making some of those people in the room a little uncomfortable in like the best way, um, you know, with his monologue and just like his jokes in between. Um, I know he took a took a jab at um, Scientology and Tom Cruise when he probably needs to be careful because I know those people don't play. <laughs> and um, I think he was. Uh, poking fun at you know how there hasn't been a black host in a very 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 long time and um, I don't know but I, I just always think he's just so funny and you know he just seems like a really cool guy and I think it's a great opportunity for him um, to to host the Golden Globe so that was cool um, I know like the the sweeping you know, event at the award show was how Abbott Elementary cleaned up, which is awesome. I know Quinta Brunson won one, Tyler James Williams won one. Um, I know, you know, previously Cheryl Lee Ralph was getting a lot of recognition for the show, and then the show just won in general, um, like for best comedy, I believe. So that's really awesome for Quinta. I, she's really inspiring. I mean, if you, aren't too familiar with her she started out I mean she may have been other things you know or had her hands on projects behind the scenes but I know when I first saw her it was on BuzzFeed and on YouTube and she would you know produce a lot of segments on that she was starring the segments and she was really funny and then I know she went viral viral like outside of BuzzFeed for her skits that she would do um from her perspective of being on a date with a guy who has money so that was like a funny meme it was a whole thing they'd be at the movie theater and they'd be ordering food and the guy'd be like yeah like can I get a large popcorn she'd be like a large oh my god he was like yeah and can we get candy can we get this she was like and she was like oh you got money she was like he got money and it was just like so funny so that's like a thing that went around and made her pretty popular and you know she was with BuzzFeed for quite a while I believe and you know, as a lot of the people who work for BuzzFeed, they kind of, you know, grow and move on and and pursue other opportunities. And next thing you know, you know, she's pitched this idea uh, to ABC and, you know, it it takes off for Abbott Elementary. And I think it's based on uh, her mother being a teacher um, in her hometown, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe just based on just her experiences dealing with the school system in her hometown. Um, I forget. Um, I, I, I get into the show and then I get out of it. I do like it and it has some funny moments and it's definitely gotten better over time. Um, I just have like a few little nitpicky things as I always do when I watch something. When it comes to shows like Abbott Elementary, The Office, Parks and Recreations, those mockumentary style sitcoms. I I I I don't mind it, but it has to make sense. When you watch a mockumentary, you know, the the setup is you have a film crew who's around these characters and it's centralized around wherever these characters are. It's usually like when they're on the job. So Parks and Recs, they were always, you know, inside of the city offices, 
you know, following the main characters around as they were trying to get laws passed, following like the voting process and just the many colorful people who worked in the Parks and Recs department on the office. They, you know, followed the people in the office. They were kind of, you know, following the main boss around, seeing how he ran everything, interviewing the you know other employees to see what they thought about certain things like you kind of get the vibe you know but sometimes and even those shows but I find on Abbott Elementary it's not there's no real clear reason unless I missed it why the film crew is there why they're filming these teachers is this for like a project is this for some kind of expose I don't know, but they're interviewing these teachers and they're following them day to day and that's fine. You know, it sets it up. It's, you know, makes things pretty quick and, and quirky and whatever. And, you know, the characters always have a sidebar, which is really funny. And, but what takes me out of it is when you have scenes outside of the school, because it doesn't make sense to me why this film crew would be filming these teachers in their normal everyday lives when it's supposed to be about the ongoings at the school and it's probably maybe it's a silly gripe but it's one that I have and it annoys me when certain episodes it's like okay well why the hell why the hell you know is the film crew in the car with the main character and her boyfriend that has nothing to do with the school and like what the teachers are trying to do why are the film crew following you know a few of the teachers to the club why are they at the club you know um quinta brunson her main character janine she called out sick and the film crew was at her apartment like filming her sick at home which i just didn't understand so i like the show i like the direction it's going i think it's getting better the actress whose name i can't recall and don't feel like looking up to be honest the one that plays the principal I really wish she was cast by someone else. She's just not, she's just not really doing it for me. The jokes are funny, but it's like the way she's delivering them is a little off, but everyone else is great. It's a great ensemble overall. Um, But that really, really just kind of grinds my gears a little bit. How the, 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 the cameras are just everywhere. Like it has to make sense. And maybe, you know, a a silly kind of comedy doesn't have to make perfect sense, but man, that just really bugs me. So that's like the one thing that's keeping me from like really pushing like, yeah, Abbott Elementary. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I do believe they deserve the recognition. I think it is like a fresh show and it is really funny. And I think Quinta Brunson is really smart and a great writer um, and a good actress. Um, But ah, I wish they would just make that make more sense. If that makes sense. (laughs) That's just my two cents. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) All right. So something else kind of sparked my attention this week on the good old interwebs. There's this guy, okay? He goes by Chef Way. And I started noticing him because he does a lot of recipe and cooking videos on TikTok. He has a following on there. His food looks pretty good. I don't follow him, but, you know, every once in a while his videos will pop up and it's like, oh, okay, you know, he seems cool. 
and his food seems, you know, tasty enough. <laughs> and, you know, I would just scroll on by and not really think much, think much of it. So his full name is Wayman Wesley. And this is all I've known him for. I don't know anything about him. I just know he cooks and he does TikTok videos and he has a pretty growing following on there. And I guess subsequently his other platforms as well. So recently, some old tweets of his resurfaced. Now he's a, he's a black man, young black guy. Um, and some old tweets of his have resurfaced from the past going back to like 2015. And they're pretty damaging and a little alarming, you know, for him to have put this out there at the time. And, you know, it was 2015. It wasn't like 15, 20 years ago. This stuff, that wasn't that long ago. Um, and they were very <sighs> colorist, misogynistic, and fat phobic. Okay. The first one I saw that, you know, started popping up was he there was a picture of two women, two black women. There was a light-skinned woman and a dark-skinned woman, both gorgeous. He posted the photo and then he cropped the dark-skinned woman out and then reposted the photo with just the light-skinned woman and said, like, there, I fixed it. Awful, right? Um, Another one I saw, he posted a woman who was very obviously kind of like mixed race, very fair skin, um, and she was pretty slim. Um, and he wrote like, this is the perfect woman, the perfect shape, the perfect skin tone. If you're any darker than this, any bigger than this, then you're trash. And there was another one. He posted an actual gorgeous dark skinned black woman, you know, just posing and, and looking pretty in the photo. He put a picture up with her next to a picture of literal garbage and said, I see no difference. And I'm just like, Jesus <laughs> he I mean it was a lot that got resurfaced like a lot a lot a lot he oh my gosh there's even more here let me see he I mean I guess you guys kind of get the gist he's he was just very just just really disgusting with the things that he was was posting it even gets a little worse when he put a post it was pretty heinous he he said black bitches make for good punching bags and and another one even more ridiculous he was referencing sandra bland in a tweet that he made you know she was we all know about Sandra Bland. She was uh, arrested during her traffic stop and she was quote unquote, you know, found dead in her jail cell three days later. And they ruled it a quote unquote suicide. He tweeted, if black lives mattered to Sandra Bland, she wouldn't have taken her own life. I'm serious too. Just despicable things, right? And these are things that he posted under another uh, Twitter account at the time and since then he's kind of like I guess he just abandoned that one and restarted a new one to kind of rebrand himself for you know whatever he has going on now for the chef stuff Um, but those tweets were still there 
So people were digging them up, reposting them, and calling for him to be canceled. They even went as far as to dig up tweets where his mother was tweeting about some of the stuff that he was saying and urging him to take it down and just, you know, really kind of reprimanding him for having these thoughts and putting this out there for the internet. So it was like, your own mother doesn't agree with what you're saying. So they dug all this up, okay? So obviously he is a, he he was trying to do a bit of a rebrand. So he has this new chef situation on his social medias. And, um, you know, when you're growing your following, you do a lot of collaboration. So now a lot of his partnerships have fallen through. People have made statements like, you know, we don't tolerate this kind of thought. We don't tolerate this kind of speech. We are, you know, pulling him from our platform. We're pulling him from our partnership. We're not going to be working with him anymore. Like this is really like a domino effect now. And what I did know about him is that he is a uh, licensed lawyer as of last year, actually as of 2021. He is a licensed lawyer in the Houston area and these tweets and everything that's going on with him is trickling down to his professional life. So I guess the chef stuff is like something he does on the side. It's like a side hustle. And he's actually, you know, a prosecutor in real life. Now, people are taking it a step further and they are now um, sending messages and calling for his dismissal um, from at the DA's office where he works. He's been working there for a couple of years um, and they've been emailing the DA's office to have him removed. They want him like disbarred. That's how upset people are. And so I think he has some support from, you know, those who have hired him to work at the DA's office in Houston. Um, they don't approve of what he said, but for what I'm reading online, you know, they, they feel like it was a while ago this guy, um, Waylon, he's saying that, not Waylon, excuse me, his name is Waymond. <laughs> Sorry. Waymond. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like his name is Raymond and I'm saying it like, um, like, uh, Mike Tyson, like Wayman, Wayman. Oh my God. So his name is Wayman. Sorry. They're saying that, at the time when he has been tweeting these things, he himself has said that he was going through a difficult time in his life. He was dealing with alcohol abuse, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know if alcohol makes you say these things. Like, that's just how you feel. You know, there's really no excuse for the just disgusting, heinous things that he was saying. Um, I mean, if you want to put it on that, then fine. If you want to, you know, whatever. But I don't, I personally don't think that's any excuse. Um, but he's, but this guy is trying to make it seem like, you know, that was me in the past. You know, he went on apology tour on Twitter. He, I mean, I've never seen an apology situation quite like this. Cause there's people who get called out for things they've said in the past. And sometimes they'll make like a general statement and then try to move on. But when I went on his Twitter, he was honestly addressing each and every tweet that was coming his way 
I mean, each and every tweet, it was like he was not getting any sleep and he was addressing it in a very apologetic way. He was like, I, you know, I, I, I take full responsibility and, you know, I'm holding myself accountable for this. I, it was wrong for me to do this, blah, 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 blah. And he was just having real conversations with people going back and forth, really trying to take responsibility for it. And he was encouraging people to continue to send him examples or, you know, if they want to send him more tweets, if they want to share more stuff that they found on him, he was encouraging them to go ahead and tweet him and send them to him so he can address it individually. And I've never quite seen, you know, someone who's getting whipped by a cancel tornado <laughs> address it quite like that I don't want to give him points for it because it really is shitty what he was saying but it's kind of interesting I've just never seen anything like it now um like I said they're 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 the public you know is pushing this so high that they want him to be disbarred they don't want him practicing law but I think there are people like I said who have employed him that are kind of standing with him and don't think it should be taken that far um I did see a clip though from a woman I believe in Houston she let's see she's a former actually she was a former U.S. district judge and she was because this is all over the news like especially down where they live um and she was saying that he has, you know, apologized. She thinks that there is room for forgiveness. However, and she's a black woman. She she thinks there's room for forgiveness, but she thinks that him being a lawyer, it kind of creates an issue for him to be in the courtroom. She is calling into question his ability to make you know, legal calls to be fair when it comes to serving his community. Is he going to go into the courtroom and be fair to these, to this demographic that he's shown to have real no regard for, especially with that Sandra Bland comment? So she's just wondering, you know, he says he's a changed person, blah, 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 blah. But there's always the 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 question of can he be fair as a lawyer because where he is in Houston that's that community that he is serving and the type of people that he's going to be representing representing are probably going to be the exact same people that he was saying all that stuff about and that's the bit of concern and it's it's she was bringing up the fact that it's also a concern for the public because it kind of brings down their faith and their local justice system if they have people like that that they're supposed to trust in that position so she was kind of like not playing both sides but she was like you know he's young people make mistakes you know but at the same time we kind of gotta think about it logically here and be realistic you know this is this isn't good (laughs) this isn't good at all and you know the that's why it's so important to be careful what you're putting on the internet because you know your digital footprint is real and unless you're even if you delete your stuff it's just it's on there forever your photos your thoughts anything you share anything you like you know, people can see what you're doing and they will bring it up, especially, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, obviously 
this is has been out there since 2015 but it's only coming up now because he's getting a bit of a following he's getting a little more traction and he's being noticed and he's kind of slowly making his way to the top both professionally with his lawyer career I mean he just passed the bar I believe back in 2020 or something like that and then he got hired at the DA's office like that's incredible you know we should be able to celebrate this black man um, you know, accomplishing something like that. And then, you know, on the other side, he's, you know, he obviously has an interest in cooking and food and sharing his recipes and he seems likable, you know. Um, but when you start rising to the top, people are going to dig. You don't want to give them anything to find because it sounds like <laughs> the public, they're not going to let this go. They're not going to let this go. I mean, I've seen people get canceled and have their lives ruined for less than what this guy has done. And it's not going to end well for him, I don't think. And I don't know. I mean, how far should the punishment go for stuff like this? He didn't hurt anyone. He, you know, it's Twitter. How seriously do you take Twitter? He didn't threaten anybody. I mean, what he said was 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 disgusting and terrible. But what's the statute of limitation on something like that? Um, It was 2015. And I don't buy the whole, oh, I was going through it and I was, you know, on alcohol. I don't buy that. But just, you know, being younger and dumber, I believe in. (laughs) We've all said stupid stuff and done stupid things like how far should the punishment go? Should he lose his, you know, his license to practice law? He worked hard for that. That's not something you can just go down to like the DMV and apply for and get. You have to put in a lot of work for that. You know, on his own merit, he got the job at the DA's office. I'm not trying to, um, you know, defend him. I'm just saying like, how far should it go for something that happened so long ago? I feel like if, you know, his following wants, if they want to, you know, drop him and and unfollow him and not consume his content anymore, I feel like that's appropriate because you can choose to do that. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, he doesn't have to rise to fame and be this next great top chef in the food world. But I just feel like something he worked for, regardless of who he is, I mean, should that just be stripped away automatically because of this? I mean, what are the laws of being a lawyer? How do you get disbarred? I don't think tweets fall under the category of reasons why you should lose that that title and lose that position. So I just thought that was really interesting. I mean, old tweets get dug up all the time, but this one seems this, this situation is just really going I kind of think just a little too far I, I I totally understand what the what the former judge was saying about how you know you might lose a little faith in the justice system if you have known if you have people who are known to think like this at any point in their life you know working in the justice system but I don't know I, I don't know I, I don't know what you really do with that I guess my final thought on on his situation in particular is I personally think that losing endorsements, losing partnerships as far as his chef, you know, social media career goes, because that's kind of the lane that the offense took place on social media. 
I think that's fair. But I think automatically removing him from his position with the DA's office, I think that's a little much. I don't think it should go without reprimanding or caution or putting him on some kind of probation. But to strip him of it completely, I think that's way harsh, Ty. <laughs> what do you guys think? Tweet me, hit me up on Instagram, at Vodka Melonade. How far should, you know, the cancel culture reach? Should, you know, should there be a statute of limitation on that? You know, if you say something when you're 15 years old and it resurfaces when you're 35 and you're a doctor or a teacher, should you be fired immediately? I don't know. But I think we all should be careful what we're putting on the internet so nothing bites us in the ass later. <laughs> hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye.